What's up, junkies? Welcome back in for another edition of Pigskin Junkies. Myself, Michael Larson, and D. Scott Panza here today to preview the North divisions of the AFC and NFC. But before we do that, Scott, we can talk a little preseason football, but also a little birdie told me that somebody had their first fantasy football draft uh, not too long ago and might want to share some news on that and how it shook out and kind of what you did in certain situations. Well, I'll tell you, it was an extremely frustrating draft from the start because someone didn't enter the draft room and then he the, this guy just kind of forgot about the league. Oh, no. So we had to wait 45 minutes to find a replacement for him last second. Oh. So that was a little frustrating because I, uh, I was just coming off the golf course. I had a couple cocktails in me, so I was, <laughs> I was, uh, I was ready to rock and roll. You were jacked. Uh, I was jacked. I was jacked to dits. Uh, but sitting in the seven hole, I had a choice between uh, Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey, and I went Adams in the first round. Uh, got DK Metcalf on the way back, and then George Kittle dropped to me in the third round. So I went oh, nice. kind of heavy Niners. I ended up – I got Russell Wilson to pair him with DK, but I also got Trey Lance to sit on my bench because it's a deep bench league. And I got uh, – Debo Samuel and uh, Trey Sermon. So I got a lot of Niners on this mm-hmm. team. I have a bunch of side bets in the league as well. So it's a ton of fun. It was it was a nice little you know dabble before next week. I think I have a, one or two drafts every night. So oh, uh, I got the appetizer in, and then next week it's uh, <laughs> you know really 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 ready to go. Because also I, I help with a bunch of my friends on their teams because I think it's it's just a ton of fun. So I'll have a very active week next week and then unfortunately up until the day before bucks cowboys i'll have even more drafts because guys insist on waiting until the absolute last second so they can't you know be uh hit by any of this travis etn news going down or you know the sony michelle news they they, mm-hmm. they need to have all the information which i think is kind of chump but what are you gonna do right yeah it's i i always struggle with that's why I hate fantasy drafts is because you draft kind of mid preseason and you could be like, all right, awesome. Which I guess it's like being a normal NFL fan or a general manager anyway. Um, and then somebody could get hurt in preseason and now you are scrambling and working the waiver wire every single week, which gets a little brutal, but but it, 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 it's not what you want to do in preseason, but the same thing happens once the regular season starts is, you know, last year was uh, Christian McCaffrey goes down and you're scrambling to pick up Mike Davis or, hmm. you know, any of these other guys uh, throughout the season that, you know, there's injuries. and mm-hmm. Little so blips different. on the radar. Boop. Had a good week. Boop. Um, big news in the Larson house today, Scott. We, uh, in the mail today, let's bring sports betting to Florida. DraftKings and FanDuel endorsed, you know, endorsed deal. Um, but they addressed it to my wife, which <laughs> that was hysterical. Why did they send it to her? I don't know, but it's like pre-written out everything, um, voter registration number, all that stuff to send in. I'm like, where's mine? Yeah, and they I must know already. I'm voting. Yes. Some of the the Florida news, it's it's for some reason that the the tribes don't want to allow sports betting. Is that the deal? They do, I think. But they're just trying to make sure that they pocket most. I'm sure they're just trying to figure out a way to where they get a good cut of it. I'm sure they want people to come in mm-hmm. um, and place the bets so that because, I mean, you're not just going to drive over to Hard Rock Casino in Tampa and then just be like, all right, thanks, bye, and then, like, leave. Mm-hmm. Just like people when they register for the, um, <clears throat> the Super Contest, like, 
you're telling me you're going to go out there, you're going to put your bet in for your, or, you know, your entry for super contest and you're not going to yeah. hit the blackjack tables. Yeah. Like, I know, right? Come on. <laughs> like, so I think there's a little bit of that. Um, they're not a huge fan of the online where you're like, you're just yeah. in the state. So I'm sure they're just trying to crease out a lot of that stuff. I'm sure Disney's not too happy about it. Um, but it's, uh, if they want someone to go stand on a corner and uh, say vote yes to this, I will. I will happily be your guy, DraftKings and FanDuel. Just, just call me. I'm about to have a lot more free time in my life. <laughs> I'm waiting for Connecticut to be up and running. Unfortunately, in Connecticut, they are taxing every win at 10. percent um, right. So I think it's going to really discourage people from wanting to go the the uh, legal route. Um, but. There hasn't been any news that it's going to be live for week one. So, uh, you know, kind of anxious to hear about that because I do think there's value in getting some of these longer shot bets that you can't really get otherwise mm-hmm. in in, uh, in the state, wink, wink. So uh, <laughs> I think it's worth uh, having it live for those and not so much for the week-to-week stuff. Right. Yeah, this one, same thing here with this. It even says on the top, like, authorizes sports and event betting if betting revenues are taxed and taxes must supplement public education. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. You know, all but right. whatever. I guess it's going to public education. So that's a positive. <laughs> um, but, Scott, I know you kind of hinted a little bit at preseason. Are there any other big preseason things you've seen through week one and week two that have uh, – Got you juiced a little bit, leaning one way or the other. I feel like it's pretty with the three week. Like usually preseason is like pretty vanilla the whole time, Um, but I feel like it's even more vanilla with the three weeks. And I mean, you're having to cut people quick, so they're like, "I need to know, can you play? You're playing a whole game." I think with a lot of teams doing the 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 inter squad with uh, other teams that they're scrimmaging that or they're they have a preseason game with, I think there's a lot more benefit to that than the actual preseason game. Uh-huh. I know people were freaking out last week about Jameis because he torched uh, the Jaguars defense. Well, the Jaguars defense is terrible, so I don't think we should you know go hand him the MVP just quite yet. <laughs> uh, but I think no, you I should think generally. I think generally uh, preseason is mostly worthless. Um, you know, some some guys are on the fringe of making the team. They stand out. They make the squad. But uh, I don't think you can get a whole heck of a lot. So I've been watching, you know, Pats roll the doors off or blew the doors off the Eagles last week. You mm-hmm. get really nothing from it because it was all, you know, scrubs. Uh, you know, the, the Broncos towards the Vikings. Uh, yeah. in the preseason. I mean, that, those are two guys just battling for a job. So I, I just don't think there's a, a lot of value, maybe some usage stuff with the uh, the first team guys. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, the Sean McVay, one of the smartest minds in the NFL, thinks preseason. He's not even playing Matt Stafford a snap in preseason. That's what he thinks about preseason. So I'm I'm in Camp McVay, and uh, I think just get us to the, the real stuff, and this stuff is just nonsense. Yes. Real stuff is very important. It's Yeah, it's like, okay. Because I, I like preseason because I think it's important, especially for rookies, being able to get into these systems and, and learn and get good, solid reps. Um, I mean, we saw it across the board last year with a lot of rookies. It just took a while to get the ball rolling with them because it's a different speed. Uh, despite what Justin Fields said uh, week one about the speed and then getting his bucket ripped off of his head um, and the bandana. I mean, that was impressive. That was, <laughs> if you were a Browns fan or a Bears fan, I think you there was an audible 
gasp across all of Chicago and probably the state of Illinois as they were like, oh my gosh, this guy, I think he just died. So, but yeah, it's, it's just go time. Like preseason, it, it's a necessary, but it's a necessary evil. Yeah. The only people that like preseason are the coaches. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. So, um, yeah, I'm ready. Ready for week one. I'm ready to be in Cincinnati. And if we lose, I'm going to cry. But it mm. is. So, Scott. I don't think you have to worry about it. Speaking of Cincinnati, we can dive in to the black and blue division, the AFC North, where every team and every fan base loves each other and blows each other's kisses and hugs. I can't wait to watch all of these teams go at it. A healthy Joe Burrow back um, with DeMar Chase, but still no offensive line. Um, and then you got Steelers, Browns, Ravens. And it's, we've been pooping on Baker Mayfield. I'll admit, I pooped on him pretty hard. But what Baker Mayfield's been doing is, is really impressive considering the fact that the Cleveland Browns are plus 150 to win a division in which they were bottom of the barrel for what felt like 20 years. <laughs> I know, I know. Winning's coming to Cleveland. It's uh, it's pretty it's pretty odd. But uh, the odds on favorites to win the divisions, the Ravens, uh, they are over under is eleven plus one hundred minus one twenty plus one fifteen to win the division. Uh, so what the NFL is doing this year is your whole division will either have eight road games or eight home games. Mm-hmm. And what's happening in the AFC North is they all get eight road games, so they have the extra home game this season, which is to all their benefits. Uh, but you don't get an edge within division by having more home games than any other team in your your division, which I think is a very smart move. Uh, the benefit for the Ravens is they play three of the worst teams in the league on the road, Lions, Raiders, Bengals, so their road schedule is much easier than their home schedule. And they have a brutal home schedule, especially towards the end, because they have Packers, they have Rams coming into town, they have the Browns, obviously, they have Pittsburgh. So a really brutal stretch, especially to close the season. Their last seven weeks, they close first Browns at Pitt, at Browns, first Packers at Bengals, Cupcake, versus Rams, versus Pittsburgh. So I think a very tough stretch for a team is very fragile, like the Ravens. Lamar goes down, they have literally no backup. Mm-hmm. Trace McSorley is their backup quarterback. He played one game last year against the Steelers. It was a total dumpster fire. Him <laughs> and RG3, just totally pathetic. Their top wide receiver draft pick, Rashad Bateman, he's out until October. Hollywood Brown, he's been out all preseason. He's got a, a hamstring. Uh, they rely on Sammy Watkins to be their number one receiver. He's always hurt, so they have no receivers. They have no receivers. Uh, Mark Andrews had to get carried out on a stretcher from practice early uh, last week. So they have a, a ton of injury concerns. They got a lot of concerns on the offense and so, offense side of the ball for them. They're just going to be running the ball and they're going to hope that they can, uh, you know, just re- jam the ball down the other team's throats. I am a seller of that this season. Sorry, Jimbo, <laughs> Jimmy Brew, uh, my man, Jimmy. He wanted a shout out, but uh, I'm, I'm a seller of this Ravens team. They can't stay healthy. They have a super fragile offense. They have no pass rush this season. Uh, I think the 11 number is a bit too high, so I'm going to go under Ravens 11 minus 120. Essentially, for them to hit that number, the way I see it is they need to go 
weeks five through nine with a, a, a week eight by they have four home games then you go four and oh against colts chargers Bengals, vikings to have a shot and in my projection i have them going uh four and oh in that stretch and i have them at ten and seven so uh, i think it's a tall task to go four and oh uh in that stretch i think the chargers or the colts can uh can surprise them mm-hmm. uh so i'm going under ravens i think they uh you know they made the playoffs last year. I think they had some, some very good luck to get there, and uh, I'm short them. And I, I may dabble on them to miss a bet to miss the playoffs. Ooh. But Ooh. a little concerning Lamar Jackson's 30 and seven as uh, as a yeah. uh, start cornerback. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know I think I, I'm willing to bet against them because I do think that they're. They're just in a brutal division, and these guys are just going to beat up on each other. So 11 is a little too high for me. I'll take the under. Yeah. I, that's a, it's hard to win that many games consistently. I mean, in the NFL, yeah. it's it's not an easy uh, task. But, you know, I, with Lamar, I keep telling myself, surely these NFL defensive coordinators will figure it out eventually, right? They got enough film on him. Sure, sure, sure. But, no, he's – I mean – this guy's legit. I mean, he and he's a straight up baller. Um, and this Ravens team is very fun to watch. It's it's Mike Visk, Mike Vick esque, um, all over again. I mean, it, and that's just fun football to watch, whether you like him or not. <laughs> it's like, no, I actually think he's like a, a. Having said everything I just said, I think he's a screaming buying fantasy. Last year he was a, a first or second round pick, and he's available in fifth or sixth round of drafts right now. And uh, if he does duplicate what he did in 2019, uh, you know he's a league winner. I was looking back at 2019 in, in PPR format today, and Christian McCaffrey had 170 more PPR points than the next running back. Wow, 170 points himself as a next running back and he had 470 points that year it's a ludicrous <laughs> yeah that's a dumb number the, <laughs> the next guy near him was lamar jackson and he had like 420 points so wow. christian mccaffrey total freak uh but uh, lamar <laughs> if he does duplicate 2019 and you get him in the fifth or sixth round i mean screaming by but uh, I'm, I'm selling that option and uh, i'm Ooh. short the ravens we're talking options. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good play. So do you find that? Because, you know, you always are trying to find value, right? Big Ben. I mean, let's talk about Big Ben for a second. Yeah. How I – because I watched a little preseason. I mean, I, he, he didn't play the first game, obviously, against the Cowboys, the Hall of Fame game. Um but he looks healthy. I mean, he doesn't look like an insane psychopath like he did last year when he was out at the start and he looked like Santa Claus. Um, or bad Santa, I should say. I'm, I got him listed at plus 400. Is that what you're seeing for them for the season? Or like to win the division? I got him plus 440 on FanDuel oh, today. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, mine was on the 24th, so it might have changed. I feel like with Pittsburgh, I think they're going to go back to their old school way of they're going to ground and pound. Um, oh yeah, and if, that's one thing from this preseason. Pre, this preseason is Najee Harris is getting every carry, and they're going to just feed him mm-hmm. relentlessly. Uh, and you know, it, it's what they did with Le'Veon Bell in the past, and I think that's what they're. That's why they got Najee Harris in the first round. Yep. We were all over that. 
Thank you, Najee Harris. Thank you, Pittsburgh Steelers. Thank Huge you, Mike, cash. for posting the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the problem, I think they're just gonna they're gonna hammer him the ball, and they have three stud receivers. They have Deontay Johnson. They have uh, Chase Claypool. They have Juju Smith-Schuster. So I think Big Ben coming back. It looks like he's in good shape. Apparently, he's finally decided at the last year or second last year <laughs> of his career he's going to get into shape. So that's uh, that's cute. Uh, but I think they're a little oversold. The way that they closed the year last year was pretty pathetic. Yeah. But their over unders eight and a half, and their over uh, eight and a half is plus one ten. Um, they're a little frisky to win the division, but I'm not going to bet it. I'll get to okay. the Browns shortly. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I don't want to bet it is they have eight. They have, they have eight road games, but they have a brutal road schedule. Six of those eight is at Bills, at Packers, at Browns, at Chargers, at Ravens, at Chiefs. So they are playing the two best uh, two best teams in the AFC based on one total projections, Bills and, and Chiefs. They're playing one of the best teams in the NFC, the Packers on the road, and that's no fun place to play. No. Uh, gun to the head, I'm taking the over on the Steelers. I'm probably going to have a little taste on them. I got them projected to go 10-7. and seven. Uh I think that they can be a little, little, little frisky. Uh, there is offensive line concerns. Hmm. Uh, their offensive line was terrible last year. I remember watching them, and just Big Ben never had any time. They didn't <laughs> do too much to upgrade right. that position. They brought in some new guys, but you know they didn't bring in studs. They weren't bringing in first rounders. So uh, I like the over. I think they're going to be better than what they showed at the end of last year. I think Big Ben got cooked by the end of the year. I think he's in better shape to not do that this year, but they have a very tough road schedule. Luckily for them, they get to play the Bengals twice that, you know, can always inflate your record. Uh, but I'm on Steelers over, maybe a taste at plus 440, but most likely not because I'm going to be hammering away at the the Browns. Ooh, back, 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 back. Division plus, plus 155. So, Here's my thought process on betting the Browns to win the division rather than their over under 10 and a half, which is minus 105. I think you're getting better odds. If, they're go- if they go over that number, they're going to be winning the division because Ravens, Steelers, Browns are going to kick the crap out of each other this year. So I think whoever comes out on top of those three teams is winning the division. Not breaking any news there, but I'd rather bet them at plus 155 to win in the division than bet their over-under at 10.5 because I think think you're just getting much better value there on them winning the division. So I'm betting them to win the division pretty hard. My definite concern is they have also a tough road schedule at Chiefs, at Chargers, at Patriots, at Ravens, at Packers, at Steelers. Odell Beckham's health is still in question. I think they have a pretty weak receiving core. Odell who? (laughs) <laughs> Obejote? Obejote. <laughs> Excuse me. Had to, had to get that in there. For the Browns is they have total cupcakes. They have Texans, Raiders, Lions, and Bengals at home, and they get to play the Bengals again on the road. So their 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 schedule projects out very favorably because they get to play those uh, four dumpster fires. So I think that's where the value is. Bet them to win the division. They have a great offensive line. They should be grounding and pounding what the Steelers want to do, but they'll actually be able to do because they have the offensive line to do it. And mm-hmm. they have two stud running backs. So longer season and you have two studs that can carry the rock. They get uh, bodes very well for them. And week 18, they get to host the Bengals. They're going to be long gone, far out of it. So <laughs> I am on the Browns to win the division. And, uh, 
I think that sounds pretty weird. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel right for, to be hearing uh, on my end, but I think it was uh, Greeny. Even I saw a video of him talking about. It. They're like, if I told you that you know this guy got drafted by a team that has was thirty four and of thir- had lost thirty four of their last thirty five games, and and then he continued to rattle off st- you know the blind resume thing, which you can always make people look great, sure, whatever, but. <clears throat> There's got to be something to be said for what Baker Mayfield's been doing. He is. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to the think. Hugh Jackson years are brutal. Oh god, they're brutal. Um, he just they, and, and he didn't want to start him either. No, he thought Tyrod Taylor was the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's unreal. I mean, Baker, the pressure is always going to be on him, but he has just done nothing but perform, and he still and gets crapped on. It's yeah. unreal. He's in a contract season, so if he wants to go get paid like some of these top uh, quarterbacks, which ultimately would most likely be a mistake for uh, the Browns to give him that type of money, but this is the year to do it, uh, and yeah. he certainly has the schedule to do it. Uh, the supporting cast, offensive line, great defense, great pass rush, so I think they're very frisky, and uh, I'm all over them to win the division. Yeah, I mean, Clowney, I always forget that he's there. Yeah. I mean, it, right. it got after it on the defensive side of the ball, too. I mean, you put, honestly, probably two of the biggest athletic monsters that have entered the league in the last 10 years in Clowney and Miles Garrett. Shout out, SEC. Um, <laughs> that's unreal coming from both sides. So we'll see what – Yeah, I feel like with Clowney, you don't know exactly what's going to happen with his, his motor level. And then, you know, hopefully people keep their helmets on and don't swing at people. But – I feel like Nick Chubb, I mean, what are your thoughts fantasy-wise, Scott, on Nick Chubb, um, but also just season-wise with him? Because I know Kareem Uh, Hunt is existing, so I feel like that could be the thorn in the side. Well, I think Nick Chubb, a lot of people are hesitating to to draft him because he's just not the receiving back, and you have to deal with Kareem Hunt. And when you draft a running back early in drafts, you don't want to be drafting a guy that may be splitting touches or uh, not getting any catch, especially in most of the leagues. People are in our PPR format. Uh, if he drops enough in the second round, I'd be a buyer. But I, I see him going in the first round way too much, and I'm definitely not buying him in the first round. There's just no way. I'd rather uh, I'd rather take someone like Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams, uh, Saquon Barkley before I'm taking Nick Chubb. And I know it's a little uh, blasphemous because uh, uh, Saquon can never stay healthy, but uh, I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm I haven't been buying any Nick Chubb. I think in all my best ball leagues, I don't have a, a, a single share of him. And then uh, in season long, I'm certainly going to be avoiding him. So yeah. maybe in auction drafts, if he, his price is really cheap, I'll I'll I'll, I'll buy it. But. I, I don't imagine that happening. He'll probably be one of those guys that I nominate to have people uh, start spending their money. Yeah. So it's not me doing it. <laughs> Somebody else do this. That sounds good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, and, I mean, do we want to hit then, on the Bengals? Uh, I mean, definitely. Because I'm betting they're under. There's no way I'm not Ooh. betting they're under. Uh, their I'm last seven games Scott. of the season are against all potential playoff teams. Their home schedule is just absolutely brutal. So you want to beat up on teams at home, but they get the Packers, Browns, Steelers, Chargers, 49ers, Ravens, and Chiefs at home. So you're not going to be doing any of that. And their easiest games they have to travel for, at Jets, at Lions, at Raiders, no O-line, 
Joe Burrow coming off a torn ACL. Zach Taylor, one of the worst coaches in the NFL. He'll be gone after this year. Six and a half, way too high. I'm going to be betting the Bengals under for sure. Uh, I love that a lot more than, you know, we'll, we'll get to the Detroit Lions, but I'll be betting the Bengals under, and I feel a lot better about that than betting the Lions under. Ooh, Lions under. Which So we can segue off of that. I, I just still can't wrap my mind around it. Like, I just, the, you know you need O-line. Joe Burrow is your best asset that you've had. And I get it. He, If Joe Burrow is pushing it, fine. If he's willing to say, look, you can still kick the shit out of me, pardon my French, for another year while we build this O-line just so I have my buddy down the line, fine. Whatever. But, like, that is just dense. There's no other word to describe it. Like, that is just so stupid. And who knows? Jamar Chase might go off and have an unreal year. But, like, it just still – because Jamar Chase is – better than Justin Jefferson. And we all saw what Justin Jefferson did last year. So you think he's better? Yeah, Jamar Chase is better than... Jamar Chase was the number one receiver and Justin Jefferson was the number two. Literally by the number on their chest, but also figuratively by like, you know, where they were on the field. But Are you you not concerned that he's taken this past year off and he's he's looked a little rusty in preseason, not that he can take too much... And well, and that's where, like, if you're a GM or a head coach, you're excited that you have preseason. Because I agree with you. I think guys like even Micah Parsons looked a little rough uh, in that all Hall of Fame game. Uh, but I think Micah Parsons is going to be an absolute freak once he just gets into the groove a little bit. But yeah, you take a year off of. I mean, they were these guys were elite players at the top of the game, and you take a year away. You can train you could do all the stuff you want but you will never be able to replicate game speed nfl practices everything like even that's why they try and do those joint scrimmages and joint practices because then the the intensity level is up and you get a little bit more game speed ish out there but it's just yeah you're, it's going to take a little bit to get the speed back under your belt so in that aspect, I don't know if Jamar Chase will have that blow-up year because I think it's going to take him a couple weeks. But um, on the same token, I mean, if you're not a quarterback, you're not winning rookie of the year. Sorry. Like, we, we saw that last year. I thought Herbert had a great year, but I also thought Justin Jefferson had a – I mean, broke Randy Moss's record. So I mean, <laughs> I was making a bet with someone because I took DK and then he took Justin Jefferson right behind me and we had a bet on who has more fantasy points regular season – uh, PPR format, Ooh. and I was looking back at last year. DK Metcalf only had three more fantasy points than Justin Jefferson last year. Mm-hmm. And Justin Jefferson had a monster rookie year, monster rookie year. And it and, took him a while to get going too. Yeah. I mean, I would say he wasn't really targeted much until week three or four. He, they weren't starting him at the beginning of the year. They had uh, someone called BC Johnson yeah, BC starting Johnson, yep. uh Whoopsies. Yeah, <laughs> and then they whoopsies. finally let him get out there, and he was a, he was just a stud. Yeah, he was. He was a monster last year. The the, the benefit for Justin Jefferson is there, he wasn't battling many people for targets. It was him and Adam Thielen. Right. And then some some uh, goal line work to Irv Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, in, in Cincinnati, you have to deal with Joe Mixon still there, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Apparently, Auden Tate may play a little bit. So I think there's more mouths to feed in Cincinnati versus there were in Minnesota. So I, I – I'd struggle to see Jamar Chase have the type of season that Justin Jefferson had last year. And uh, I think 
I think of the rookie class, I think Devonta Smith is going to have the, the best opportunity to produce because he's in a, an offense that's a bit more condensed. Right. I agree. Well, so we've hinted at two teams in the NFC North. We'll make our trip uh, to the other division. Uh, we'll go – I mean, I'll let you start where you want. We've, you hinted at the Lions already. I mean, they're <laughs> plus 2,000 is what I'm seeing as of August oh 25th. God. It might have changed. I wish you could sell. I wish you could sell action. Yeah, I have my uh, plus nineteen hundred according to uh, FanDuel today. But the odds-on favor is the Green Bay Packers minus one forty-five over under ten and a half. They have a a, a, an interesting stretch mid-season weeks seven to ten. They go. They host the Washington Football Team. Then they go short week at Arizona Thursday night football, then at Chiefs versus Seahawks. So a very fun stretch for those Packers there before they they kind of close out the season. Uh, hold on, let me pull them up. Way to not be prepared. Way to not be prepared. Yeah, Scott, what the heck? Uh, I'm just kidding. They, they get the benefit of closing the season at Detroit, but uh, they get a home game, Vikings and Browns, to, uh, right before that. They actually do have a, a tough stretch to close. They uh, they host the Rams, they host the Bears, travel to the Ravens, host the Browns before uh, your Vikings and then the Detroit Lions. So I am not going to be touching their over-under. I think it's a little, a little high for me. Um, I I'd rather bet them to win the division because I just think that there's uh, it's a very tough path for Vikings and Bears yes. nine road games for this division uh, to be uh, you know pushing them. Uh, I think the Packers are just gonna you know dump all over the teams in division and uh, really clear clear out some space and uh, you know put everyone else to bed. So I'm on Packers to win the division minus one forty five. I don't really want to touch their over under at ten and a half. I think ten and seven still wins the division. Um, so win the division. Other than that, not much action on the Packers. I am a huge Devontae Adams buyer. He's contract year. Rogers probably last year in Green Bay. So maybe mm-hmm. they go, uh, you know, throw some fus to everyone and have a monster year, or maybe. They just kind of lay down, but I, I don't see that happening. So uh, I'm there on the Packers. Yeah, I think that's got to be – that's definitely the safe pick, and I think the smartest pick. I know you. It, there's no value really there. If you're trying to do a value pick, honestly, I would tell you to do the Bears. Yeah. At, I got them at 425. They might have – I don't know if they've – I got 500 on okay. FanDuel. Yeah, then definitely even do the 500, I would say, on that. I think Fields has a chance. I know I ripped on them uh, in the – preseason talk where he got his bucket ripped off but the kid's a baller so i i think he'll be he'll be okay and that bears defense is the bears defense it, the the standard is the standard with them um yeah i, I think unfortunately for your vikings is yeah. uh you know if their defense produces like they did last year what we saw in preseason week one uh defense doesn't really travel all that well and if you have a really bad defense it's going to be a problem when you have uh nine road games versus uh eight home yes. uh didn't start 11 do... starters in the first game no none of our starters and probably like most of our good backs backups were weren't playing a little no, better no, performance no, against the colts the next week i know i know but it was it's one of those where like yes you joke about preseason but it's still 33 points it's a little alarming yeah little alarming <laughs> If you go into Cincinnati and lose week one, I mean, just... Uh, oh, I'll pack it just, in. Yeah, just uh, forget the season ever started. Yeah, I, <laughs> I will. Just find a new team. Yeah. Because you also have to travel. You have to travel at Arizona. I mean, you open the season two road games, just kind of dirty. 
Uh, you got the Panthers. You go to the Ravens, Chargers, Niners. These are all tough teams, uh, good offenses to deal with. Luckily, you yes. get to go to Detroit, but uh, not a not a very forgiving road schedule. Uh, I'm short the Vikings. I'm betting they're under. Their over under is eight and a half, yeah. and the under is plus one thirty five. I got them going seven and ten. Sorry, Micah. Uh, no. I'm not a this defense. I think Kirk Cousins is wildly average. Uh, Dalvin Cook is consistently injured. Last year was the the outlier for him. Uh, I love. I think he's a stud. I'm not rooting for anyone to get injured, but uh, you know, history tells me it may be rearing its ugly head again. Mm-hmm. And then you only have Alexander Madison because Mike Boone is no longer there. Um, so I, I'm sure the Vikings this year. I'm sorry, yeah. Mike. I think hey. if I could lay action, I'd lay the plus two fifty to win a division all day and feel very comfortable about it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's one of those. I'll be happy if we are. Th- I'll be elated if we are three and two. Sorry. Let's see here. Yeah, if we're three and two, going into Carolina, October seventeenth, I would be elated. So that's beating the Bengals and the Lions, and then that's squeezing one out against either the Cardinals, Seahawks, or Browns. Yeah, that's. It's tough. It's a tough order. but And then, I mean, it doesn't really. Then you go Panthers, Cowboys, <clears throat> Ravens, Chargers, Packers, Niners, mm-hmm. Lions again, thank God. Then Steelers, Bears, Rams, Packers, Bears. So, I mean, there's no there's no lax point the, anywhere. Yeah. The, the thing I don't like about playing the Bears late in the season is you're not going to be getting Andy Dalton. You're going to be getting Justin Fields. Yeah. So I would think a real disadvantage in division. You're going to get the rookie some time to get acclimated mm-hmm. and uh, to the to the NFL. Um, I think in those cases, you always want to play that guy early yeah. before he, you know, he gets a real luck. So I am uh, nervous. I, no, I, I agree with you, Scott. I, I, will, I will always sell uh, – Covered calls when it comes to the Vikings. I will <laughs> be elated if I lose my money and we go, you know, win nine plus games. But also, you know, I gotta, uh, I gotta uh, cover my feelings and be like, okay, at least I, I, like, I like what you did there. Yeah, thank you. Brain starting to work. The, the thing with uh, D- Detroit too is they're they're good for they're going to upset someone in the division. They're not mm-hmm. going to go zero and seventeen. Right. And they're so oversold. Everyone's down. Everyone's mocking Dan Campbell. That's why their their over under is so freaking low. Yeah. Uh, you know they have a great offensive line. They they don't have much offensive talent other than DeAndre Swift. But they have, maybe they go you know in division. They they surprise the Bears. They surprise the Vikings. And then uh, you know those are games that you can't lose if you're going to be betting the Vikings to right. get over this number. And I think, you know, minus 168 and a half is just way too much wood to lay for this team. I just don't think they're that good. Uh, I think they're very limited uh, between quarterback and the secondary. So that's why I'm, I'm short the Vikings. And I, um, I, it pains me, Micah. But it's I okay. Think it'll be the week one. It is. It is A-OK. Trust me. Being a Vikings fan means you are – uh, pessimistic until proven otherwise, and even even to tell everyone like I was super down on this team in what years it seventeen with Case Keenum, uh, down on them down. I'm like, Ugh, like uh, eventually something's gonna happen and they're gonna hurt me and we'll move on. Mm. Finally, we get to the playoffs. I'm like, okay, like here we go. We're playing the Saints. 
we should win, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we lost. We kick their tail in the first half, let them crawl back in in the second half in the most Vikings fashion possible, <laughs> and then God finally blesses us with a miracle. It was unbelievable, and I'm like, this is it. This is a team of destiny. We're going to beat the Saints, which is going to be revenge for 2009. We're going to beat the Falcons because I thought the Falcons were going to beat the Eagles. <laughs> for the what was a ninety nine two thousand season where they missed the field goal where if we can't win with that team we never will and I was like and we're gonna play the Patriots in our home Super Bowl and we're gonna win we're gonna win the Super Bowl in our home stadium we're the first team to do it no nope, Tom Brady who also played in that Super Bowl did it a few years later but the second I believed in the team we go to Philly and lay an absolute egg so that just shows you where my mental health is when it comes to this team but. <laughs> I will never believe until... Tease and peace. Tease and peace. Until the Lombardi trophy is literally in their hands in the air, I won't be... I'll have one half... I'll be one butt cheek on, one butt cheek off. But... (laughs) um, Uh, You got any more thoughts on on anyone else in the division? Sorry, Scott. I'll get out of my thoughts. You know, going to the Bears, their over-under is uh, 7.5 plus 100 on the over. Uh, Also, brutal road schedule at Rams, at Browns, at Bucks, at Packers... At Seahawks, at Steelers, just totally brutal for this team. Uh, but Matt Nagy is playing for his job. I'm getting a little small taste on their over. I do buy Justin Fields. I think uh, I love what they did bring in Damian Williams. I think him and uh, David Montgomery great for the the, the offense. We got nice complimentary players. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, um, they have no offensive line. Could be problematic for the young Mr. Fields, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll uh, I'll take a flyer on them. I think that they uh, they get over that number. I think they beat out the Vikings for second in division. Don't make the playoffs, but I think uh, they give them a good run. I think they're a, a fun, interesting team, mm-hmm. uh, and I think Justin Fields is going to be pretty good. So uh, I think too many people are fighting for jobs up there in Chicago that I think that they uh, they get there and. Uh, uh, they get a little nine and eight action, miss the playoffs, uh, give some teams some uh, some sweats, and uh, they're a fun squad. And then Detroit over under five, uh, as I said, uh, they're steamed too low. I think they're going to surprise some teams because you just don't know what Dan Campbell's going to do. And he's right. The thing with the NFL, is, well, I think sometimes it's tough to to just be uh, you know math or model based. First baseball is. Someone like Dan Campbell's going to get these guys fired up to play some of these games, <laughs> and they're going to shock teams. They really are. Uh, he's just—he's he, that type of personality. He's going to, you know, be in their face. He's going to get them up to play some team, and they're going to lay a bunch of eggs. Uh, but uh, I just don't want to be touching that under because I think everyone's betting it, and value is probably to the over. But I can't bet it an over on Dan Campbell. So <laughs> six and eleven wouldn't shock me. Five and 11, five and twelve most likely. Uh, but I'm, I'm not touching the lines. How much was Nagy sweating watching Trubisky go off? <laughs> I mean, I was pumped for Trubisky. He was really good on part of my take. He's uh, he, he seems like a cool dude. Yeah. He had no ill will towards the Bears, and frankly, I think it, you know he's probably the best backup in the league, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Randy Dalton. <laughs> yeah, the Red Rifle. It's his team, baby. It's his team. Maybe best backup is probably wrong because you have like Garoppolo, Trey Lance, you have, you know, Mac Jones, Cam Newton, but 
you know, true backup that is definitely not starting, not in the, the discussion to start, but it has to spot start. He'll be good. Yeah. I think, uh, I think uh, he, he landed in a perfect spot. Oh, absolutely. I think if he has to go in there for Josh Allen, I don't think that team's uh, – they're obviously missing a beat, but I think he can fill in very nicely yeah. for that squad. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, I feel like the Bills are humming at a nice, like, C. He comes in at a D type thing. Yeah. yeah. Good up there, but just not quite the same pitch. But he's there. He's there. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm excited. I mean, I, I'm a little more excited to watch the AFC North and then also these two divisions get to play each other, which is, yeah. I think, exciting for the AFC side. Uh, the NFC side, like if you're the Lions, uh, Bears, or Vikings, you're kind of like crap. But yeah, I, I mean, the Packers got to be the safe bet and the smart bet uh, in this position to. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to go scorched earth, and I think Devontae Adams is too. So He went scorched earth last year. It wouldn't surprise me to see him do it again just as a, as an angry, angry man. So With uh, hair, long hair. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? Good golfer too. Yeah. He kicked Tom Brady's butt in the match. Yeah. He was putting lights out. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to be bit, bent against this Packers team in this division. There's just uh, – can't trust the Vikings or Bears and Lions are trash. <laughs> yeah, it's unreal. How about Hawkerson uh, kind of following in the footsteps of uh, his head coach? Have you seen their side-by-side pictures? Hawkerson looked like he went in the woods in the offseason and it hasn't come out. Oh, really? Yeah. I love it. He should... uh, he's a stud. <laughs> yeah, Wish he's... the Patriots got him. He's going to be – you know, tortured. Oh yeah, look at him. Yeah, he really, uh, he's really embracing Detroit lifestyle. I like it. <laughs> he's their, he's their offense. Him and DeAndre Swift is their offense. Of course, unfortunately, going to try to smash the ball to Jamal Williams and you know Tyrell Williams. I mean, just yeah. not a lot of talent there in Detroit. No, but I really carry on's gone too. I don't want to bet on it, but I think they are going to surprise some teams because they are just oversold way too much and mm-hmm. values definitely to the upside. I just can't bet it on principle. Yeah, there's no way they lose every in-division game at all. No. The Vikings no, will slip up somewhere. Because the division is just not that good. Kirk's going to... Uh, uh, if Kirk starts how he finished last season, Vikings are SOL. I, think, I mean, also what they, they should be doing is they have a, a great offensive line. Put that offensive line in front of Joe Burrow and replace Zach Taylor, and that's a that's a squad. Yeah, absolutely. But they have we'll to see how Jared Goff does, too. How to get Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. They'll regret it. They yes, will they regret will. it. I tell you that. Yeah. Yes, they will. Well, Scott, I say we do it again next week, and then we talk about your pats in the AFC and NFC East. I, huh? I'm, I'm I wonder if we'll have some clarity on the quarterback situation by then. Um, really surprised Cam Newton's not vaccinated. Uh, you know, I think um, quarterback and trying to, you know, be quarterback the Patriots should probably have it because uh, they're making it very punitive if you don't have it in the NFL this year. And uh, mm-hmm. if you're going to be the quarterback, you should probably have it. Yeah. So you don't have to deal Does with Mac Jones defense. have it. I assume he does. I, they're not telling you. I mean, that's how I think he really gets some alpha this year if you know he's vaccinated in this league. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think it's very difficult or near impossible to actually know who's vaccinated. Yeah. I wonder if they even have a database of that. Um, well, I think the Vikings are like knew, the lowest team. 
Really? In the NFL, yeah. Really? Yeah. It's disappointing. Well, Kirk's very vocal about it. Oh, yeah, that's right, Kirk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, another reason to be short the Vikings. Who's yeah. the backup quarterback? Uh, Kellen Mond. Rookie oh, yeah, Kellen out of A&M, yeah. Who I think has potential, but it's it's going to be a little while. He's going to be like a three, four-year project. So, so yeah, I think uh, if you could somehow find out everyone who's vaccinated and then maybe, you know, make bets you know, some that. tests. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm disappointed to hear that Cam is not doing it because it's nothing to do with the, the personal decision. It's more of, hey – it's very the NFL is going to make it very difficult on you if you're not vaccinated. They're making a point to say, "Hey, get vaccinated. You don't have to deal with all this other crap." Right. Um, and if you're going to try to be the starting quarterback and hang on to the job, you can't be missing games. Mm-hmm. Um, so Absolutely. you open up the door a little bit to Mac Jones. But I do think uh, Cam's going to be a star at the beginning of the year. I think he shouldn't be the star at the beginning of the year. Uh, but we'll talk more about that next week. Yes, we will. Scott, any other closing thoughts, sir? Oh man. It's a broad question. I watched a very crappy movie Uh, uh, this week. Last movie I watched was Suicide Squad. I want to watch this movie, Zola. It looks wildly entertaining. Have you heard about this movie? No, I have not. There was a a Twitter thread about... you know, this is going to be the R-rated version of uh, the the Pigskin Junkies podcast. But uh, (laughs) it was about uh, uh, an exotic dancer... Uh, uh, and her exotic dancer friend down in Florida doing some exotic exotic dancing, uh, but uh, you know there was uh, some pimps involved and uh, some guns involved, and it was a wild Twitter thread that spawned this movie called Zola. Huh? And watch the trailer, my gut. Okay. It looks, Zola. It looks like eighty-five <clears throat> minutes of just really uh, some weird stuff that you see down in Florida. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just another day in my in my neighborhood, baby, Florida man. Oh man, yeah, it's so that, Suicide Squad was okay. I'll have to put the solo. Okay, I want. What was the crappy movie, movie you saw? Oh, oh god, I, I don't even remember. It was so watched bad. it already. More, more, uh, more made me watch it. Um, <laughs> it. I I couldn't even tell you the name. It was terrible. It was terrible. It's uh, yeah, the movie market's pretty pretty dried up right now. I, I am excited. I know. Uh, I don't think you're a big Marvel guy, but that Spider-Man trailer got me juiced. Um, Tell you my problem, Micah. Why do we need another Spider-Man? Well, he's been. This has been going for a while. This new Spider-Man. I know. I know. But but what's but Toby's supposed to be in this one. Toby's back in the suit. That's yeah. that's what gets me juiced. They got Doc Ox back in it. He was in the trailer, like the original Spider-Man 2, Doc Ock, one of the greatest superhero movies ever. Um, Spider-Man 2? Better than Spider-Man? The OG Spider-Man was great. I thought Defoe was a phenomenal Green Goblin. Yeah. Um, But I just think from start to finish, I felt like Spider-Man 2 was of the three. I mean, three is obviously hot, stinky, poo-poo, but... Why One and two are absolutely every trilogy, unreal. like Spider-Man and Batman, the third movie is just awful. Did you not like Dark Knight Rises? Oh, so bad. Really? Oh, so bad. Wow. I, I know. I'm, the, I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy, but it was just the, the thing with those movies, they try to get just so big yeah. that they just become just comics of themselves. Like they, it just, It's just so silly after a while. Because Batman begins Spider-Man, the origin story, it's fun, you, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
But then it's because, oh, we're, we're back. Dark Knight Rises, he's halfway across the country. He has no money and magically he gets back to Gotham. That yeah. He can't even get into the city. How do you do that? Yeah. He's Bruce Wayne. And he's yeah. Batman. Yeah. Because I'm Batman. Uh, man. You couldn't keep up with all the villains in the third Spider-Man. And yeah. It's a villain against himself. I don't know. And also, Rami, Rami even was, talked about that. He was like, man, they, they wanted me to do Venom. And he's like, I don't know him. Yeah. It was supposed to just be Sandman, which I feel like. Well, the thing, Venom was his most important villain. And they just had him in the last movie for 20 seconds. I yeah. mean. But, but we got one yeah. of the funniest most iconic, horrible scenes in cinema history, and that is Toby in an all-black suit oh, dancing yeah. down the street. I mean, that was... Yes. Uh, my dad was literally like, what the hell am I watching when he saw it the first time? I was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on either, but the black Spidey suit was awesome. But yeah, it's that, that's got me gassed up. I think Eternals is going to be really good um, as far as the Marvel movies go. I never thought I'd see a person like Angelina Jolie in a major Marvel movie role. Uh, but she is, so here we are. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of exciting stuff for cinema coming up around the holidays, yeah. but it is... And did it's you watch the first Venom? comic book movies and then nothing else. Yeah, there's really no good, like, <laughs> cinema, cinema, like, yeah. cinematography, like, that sort of stuff um, right now, that's for sure. There's no, like, I don't think they're allowed to do those movies anymore. Yeah. They're not allowed to make them. The cash grab, arts... Yeah, brutal. But did you see the first Venom movie with Tom Hardy? Nah, I didn't. I, I can't keep up with all the uh, the superhero movies That's now. Fair. The, I just say that because Woody Harrelson is in Venom too. Let There Be Carnage, and I think he's going to be awesome as like a insane serial killer guy. So. Yeah, he's definitely going to be good. Oh, yeah. But uh, I will not see it. I will not. See it. I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about it on here, Scott. You can weekend. give me. You can give me the review. Perfect. That sounds like a plan. And maybe maybe one day I'll be on the couch and be like, I need something to watch, and I'll, I'll put it on. But Pop it in there. Probably not. Probably. <laughs> I love it. Well, awesome, Scott. Uh, we will wrap it up here, and we will get moving on, getting ready for next week. Um, and then it's, it's go yeah, time. It's go time. Yeah. Then it's go time. Then we're, then we're going to be trying to convince you guys to be betting the Cowboys plus seven and a half week one against the Bucks, And it's going to make you want to puke. It's going to make you want to puke, but it I can is. already see the backdoor cover. Also, um, for those of you who didn't do the Super Contest, uh, we have the name of the uh, was called Gup's Corner last year. Uh, I believe it's called Carbon Contest this year. Uh, if you want any more of the information, uh, reach out to us in the DMs, and we can shoot you the link to that. Um, I need to hit that guy up and be like, yo, man, I'm plugging the snot out of your... Yeah, competition. Can we get a sponsorship on your page or something? Um, anywho, uh, message us if you want any details on that one. If you are just looking to spend a hundred dollars uh, for all, a season long competition, uh, we'll go from there. So awesome. Well, for myself, Michael Larson, and D. Scott Panza, we are out of here, junkies. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. Peace, Jimmy.